Hey Fadies, thanks for joining us for Chapter 6, Episode 9 of The Fate of Ison. I'm DM Brad, and it's pretty great to have you here. Why did I say pretty great? That was unnecessary. It's super great. Keep doing what you're doing. You rule. Shout out to our buds over at Dice Vault. They are an awesome Kiwi gaming store with noise prices and even noiser service. Plus, they're offering a holy moly roly poly, why did I write that, 20% discount on dice and gaming accessories for our listeners. That's right, if you like Fate of Ison, you can get a discount. Just go to dicevault.com or.co.nz, both of them work, and use the promo code RESISTANCE. 20% off, that easy. Tell them Brad sent you. They'll know what it means. In this episode, we are once again joined by our very good friend Waffles from the Waffles and Mario Talk About Things podcast. Waffles has built an awesome little city within a city playground for us, and I am super excited to tell some small stories there in the near future. For anyone who is interested in learning more about Banfor City and the Kiori who live there, check out our wiki over at ison.fandom.com, where Waffles has written a whole lot about it. Okay, everybody, let's re- Let's cap. Let's recap. Last time, Marley and Arcus learned that Stonemore's Vice District has been conquered by a civilized society of mice called Kiori. The Kiori have their own economy, agriculture, industry, politics, and even religion, with gods including Banfor, god of death, of course, Marley, god of music and art, Arcus, god of petty annoyances, and Trestlespoon, god of apples and postmen. A Kiori named Cool Beans asked our heroes for help with a complicated political situation and suggested they find a halfling coffee vendor named Hot Beans who might be of assistance. They eventually found Hot Beans and Marley was pleased to discover the halfling's pack animal was none other than everyone's favourite good boy, Foxworthy the Hog. And he sort of sends the, the hog on its way and the hog sort of slowly trundles off with this contraption on its back. It, it knows the way home. He comes over and he beckons you into, into a dark alleyway. Hogs are really smart. They are. Because Foxworthy was the best. Wait, did, did you say Foxworthy? And Marley like stops dead with big eyes. Yeah. And it's like, you know my good boy, Foxworthy? I mean, he's not my good boy, but he is a good boy. He sort of points off to the to the hog uh, that just trotted off, and he says, "Yeah, best hog I ever bought." Are you serious? Yeah, he, he owns Foxworthy. With the okay. big Pac-Man shaped white patch on his side. I, I was going to say, on his, yeah, because if Marley sees that patch, she would go running yeah. after that hog to hug it, like so hard. Oh, yeah. yeah. So you, Marley just disappears. <laughs> you're left with you're left with Arcus for a second. Hello. Hot hi. Beans, huh? Hot hot yes, hot beans. Beans, hot beans. That's that's my name. And and your your Arcus, the, the the cloud demon. Yes. How did you know? Uh, just a lucky <laughs> guess. <laughs> that's crazy. You're good at this, man. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so he beckons you sort of down a bit of a, a, an alleyway. <laughs> I follow with no hesitation. <laughs> Brilliant. He turns into a, a familiar-looking mouse right in front of you. Ah, oh, that's a familiar-looking mouse. <laughs> Hi, it's it's me, Cool Beans. And then he turns back in, into the halfling. Um, yeah, um... I'm a druid spy. Oh. I, 
I, I infiltrated Banfor City right at the beginning and um, things sort of got out of my hands. And so, yeah, so to the queen, uh, you know, may, may she reign forever. She sent me in and, and um, unfortunately I'm, I, I'm, I'm in a way over my head and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to need your help. Okay, well, that much is evident. Um, <laughs> in the background, you can absolutely hear Marley is going. <laughs> oh, speak with animals. <laughs> hey, Marley, it's been so long. Smith Corman sold me to to this halfling guy here, and I thought, wow, I'm going to go to Stonemore. I wonder who I'm going to meet there. I never thought I'd meet you. Oh, fuck, I've been so good. I've made so many friends. And then Molly just starts, like, listing off, like, and then I met this person, and then he tried to kill uh-huh. a whole lot of women, and it was awful. Uh-huh. And then... Oh, wow. And then, um, and then she's like, blah, 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 blah. and then she's like, and then I made friends with Stephen. Oh, you should meet Stephen. He's this placid spider. He's just the. Best. Oh, you've been talking with other animals, huh? Uh huh. Okay. Uh-huh. Oh, sorry. Were we not like? Are we exclusive? I missed that. Like. <laughs> anyway, she's like, where are you? Where are you? Like, where have you been? Like, what have you seen? Like, h- how is everybody back there? Are they? Are they? Is everyone okay? I don't know because Waffles completely sprung this on me. I had no <laughs> idea <laughs> that I would be back in this city. I thought I was still with Smith Corman and Dabton, but okay, let's adapt. Let's improvise. All right. Hot dog. So. I love that you've done this to Brad Waffles. It's great. Thank you. He, he said, go nuts. And I went nuts. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I guess, I, I mean, Marley wouldn't really know much about what to ask even at this point. She's like, do they seem like they know something big and bad has happened before you left? Or did you leave before all that? Or uh, Yeah, so he, he would tell you that he left on the same day you did. He left, he left Antonia with River. Yeah. And they went on a bit of an adventure. They met up with some people called Irene and Griff in Fort Pithlock. Mm-hmm. And they continued on to where there was a big battle at the bridge, where there was a there was a two-headed giant, and there was Goro, the rock monster, and there was some knights, and they fought a bunch of Arkvale people, and then they got a, a, an old man and his mute grandson called Robert to take Foxworthy back across the bridge and return him to Smith. And then a short time after that, he was purchased by this halfling. And I'm soaking it all up and nodding, and and then I'm like, I think I think my spell's starting to run out. I'm 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 sorry, Foxworthy, but oh god, it was so good to see you and, and see you well. Keep keep safe, okay? Oh, and the flying wolf that's around here, um, his name is Hodge, and he's also a friend. So don't worry, um, I'll tell him not to eat you. Okay, I'll try to. <laughs> yeah. And then look sad. Yeah, and I hug him one more time, and then I run back over. I don't know how long that. Like, I, I think it's lasts for like ten minutes, so I've probably been there yeah. for that long. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, did you say before that you were going to open the locker? Yes, I, I am, but I got slightly distracted by Foxworthy. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. All good. Yeah, but I am actually going to open the locker. Okay, like right then and there, next to Foxworthy, or when you go back to Arcus. Well, I think because Arcus and that are busy in conversation, so I'm like, ah, Arcus has got this. I'll just check on what Hayden had to say. 
they're in an alleyway. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'll check on what Hayda had to say, and this time I actually do look around for like a place that I could sort of sidle into, that I could open it up and it wouldn't be too obvious. Okay, like another alleyway? <laughs> well, almost like it's more of a window rather than just oh. a hole in the <laughs> Yeah, you know, so I just yeah. open that up on a wall, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, make a performance check. <laughs> I mean, sure. Don't mind me, everyone. I'm just opening this window in the wall. I, I, I mean, I rolled a 12, but I have a plus nine, Brad. So does that does yeah. that work for you? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Everyone walking past, they just, that you're just a lady talking into a window. There's nothing weird about this. Yeah, makes sense. Um, yeah, so as soon as you open it, you hear the end of what Hadit was trying to say last time, which um, I don't remember the exact words now, but it's something like, ah, there's about to be, and then um, <laughs> you say, there's about to be some trouble your way. Uh, it seems that Frosty is freeing itself from the ice, and uh, Crap. Its, its thoughts are hell-bent on revenge. Uh, it's, it's, it's quite frantic, but it's saying something about the city and damn goblins and... Uh, I imagine it's probably heading your way any minute now. And then that, that there's like a brief pause. And then uh, Frosty is about to take off from the mountain. Uh, in case you, you know, you're interested at all. Uh, it's going to go straight for the city. There, there's someone else with it. Someone riding it. Uh, I don't think Frosty knows it's there, though. It's kind of weird. And then another second passes. Yep. Look up. Uh, and and Molly goes ah into the like into the door and is like okay this would be one of those good times where it would be okay for you to talk to me this is okay like up now like is it here you look up and there is a huge monstrous silhouette appearing in the sky coming from the mountain and getting closer to the city (laughs) it's no it's 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 a thousand hodges um Yeah, you recognize the the shape, this the titanic, like white scaly form of Frosty, the ancient white dragon, and there's this sky rattling roar, and you can imagine everyone in the city looks up at the same time, and Arcus and Cool Beans, you would definitely look up as well, and yeah, you see a gigantic dragon approaching the city. So I'm 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 still kind of talking to hate it, and I'm like, crap. Crap, crap, hate it, hate it. Is this thing after us? If we get out of the city, will the city survive? Like, wh- wh- what do you know here? I think it just wants to destroy. Frosty's initial intention was to rule humans, but I think you pissed it off so much, it just wants to kill. Shit, shit. <laughs> yeah, there's another roar, and then it sort of, the dragon disappears from sight, and there's just the ground tremors with the impact of something very large landing very hard somewhere nearby and there's this chorus of screams and stampeding feet and the streets just become absolute chaos yeah so molly starts running towards arcus and cool beans or hot beans or just beans and is also whistling real hard for hodge just like trying to be like holy crap we need to get the hell out of here he wouldn't hear you through the chaos and the stampede. Yeah. Uh, actually, does sending work on creatures? I don't know. Um, cool. Uh, Hot Beans and Arcus, what would you yeah. be doing when your conversation is interrupted by this arrival? Hot, Hot Beans, he's thinking, uh, and you can sort of see him doing mental 
calculations in, in his head. He's, he's trying to figure out something. He's like, ah, oh, no, 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 that, that won't work. That won't work. That won't work. Uh, and, and then suddenly you see uh, in, in front of him, he sort of does, he sort of pulls something out of a bag and he, he starts sort of muttering away to himself. And suddenly uh, two, you know, large direwolves uh, appear right in front of him, uh, ready to attack. <laughs> wow. Ready to attack what? Like Arcus or the people running past? <laughs> no, they're, they're, they're just sort of in, in a readied state. They're sort of looking around. Yeah, sort of hot beans goes up to them. And he's sort of patting one of them, and he says, "It's it's it's, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay." Uh, and and yeah, he's he sort of looks like he's he's ready for a fight. Whatever's coming. Okay. And Arcus, what do you, what's your immediate? Mm, I immediately cast. <laughs> The plague. <laughs> <Of> <laughs> <insects>. <laughs> Remember, you can't see where the dragon landed. You felt that it landed somewhere in the city, and you're just sort of the stampeding people running past. I insect plague <laughs> to find them. <laughs> okay, so you just conjure up a plague of insects, and what you send them on a recon mission. Can you do that? Yeah. No. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I like that you're asking us if we can do these things, Brad. I mean, I don't know the parameters no, of the you spell. Want me to, uh, no, it 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 fills a twenty foot radius sphere and it's centered on a point that you choose within range, so probably not. Yeah. So people are like trying to flee from this dragon, and they have to run through this cloud of insects that's appeared, and they're like, "Fuck!" fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it would be funny. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'd be laughing. I mean, not laughing because I'd be there too. But <laughs> Chills is laughing. <laughs> Marley's got cicadas in her hair. <laughs> <laughs> Just pulling out cicadas, throwing them, and being like, "Seriously, Arcus? I didn't even know you could do that." <laughs> I just got a makeover. <laughs> we just got our hair done. I got the Phoebe. No, the Rachel's. <laughs> I forget what I got You can collect the shells and use them as dolls and then make out little storylines and hang them on trees and like We don't have time for this. Did you just not see the giant ancient frosty dragon? A what? Also hate it. Also hate it says somebody's writing frosty. I just, I don't know what word you said there as well. I didn't understand. Giant ancient frosty dragon. Uh, JD's trying to make you say dragoon. <laughs> oh God! I am so sorry, JD. You're absolutely right. Marley would never have forgotten. Jules forgot for a second, but you're right. It's a dragoon. How could I have gotten that wrong? Yeah, it is a giant, ancient, frosty dragoon. I just love how mad it makes Brad. I know, it make, it, but it makes my life to see his face like all just like that, just like I God, I wish Bling everybody could see it. Part yeah. ten. Like, uh, are we? Uh, I mean, just say part infinity because it just goes on and on. Um, um, I want a, I want a compilation of all the times where Brad's been. We've bullied, bullied Brad. <laughs> it's called the fate of Ison. Listen, um, we're all good podcasts are found. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but seriously, like, Molly would be yelling at you that somebody's writing it, hate it, said, and also we're in big freaking trouble because it just wants to destroy. 
It's not even after just us anymore. Also, I closed the um, door and I have the key on me. Just, yeah. just stating. Yeah, there's there's another uh, like really loud ear shattering roar and more screaming. And there's also sounds of like buildings being destroyed and rock yeah. crumbling and yeah, very destructive sounds. Yeah, Molly grabs beans and is like, I promise you, I promise we will help get Queen Shan to talk to the Parliament of Mice. But if we don't deal with this dragon right now, there isn't going to be a city, a Queen Shan or a Parliament of Mice. We need to get rid of this dragon. Do you understand? Uh, yeah. Yeah, dragon-ish. Yeah. That, yep. Dragoon. Uh, dragoon. Dragoon. Yes. Ah, Dragoon. Yes. One of those. Um, that is... That is correct. Uh, no, no dragon, no Banfor City. Uh, yes, I agree. Let's kill this dragon. Dragoon. The, the, dragoon. <laughs> yes, hence the direwolves. Uh, meet uh, Stinky and Blinky. Like my, my <laughs> direwolves. Oh, they're gorgeous. Yeah, stinky and Blinky. <laughs> the Waffles built a yeah. level eleven druid. So let's let's whip out. Let's that actually druid. use it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um. Unfortunately, I just realized that he's used up his two transformations already, so he cannot turn into <laughs> Oh, because Charlie's storage ones he, he was a mouse, and then he went to halfling, then back to mouse, then back to halfling. I realized that, and I was just like, oh. His wild shapes are gone. <laughs> yep. I've, I've no, unless you want to take like a very quick, long rest before we fight this dragon. Yeah, no, just not let, really. it ra- let, it, let it rampage let for eight it just hours. Just rampage for eight hours. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that's gonna work. I love that you just totally nerfed yourself for no good reason. <laughs> oh no, I have um, quite deliberately made him so he can operate quite quite well outside of wild shape. He does not rely on wild shape. He is a mountain druid. He is he is a mountain. If you do druid. want to have wild shape available, I, I, I was meaning to say to you um, over Discord when you were discussing the character with me that since he spends so much time as a mouse, like I was going to offer that maybe you could just go back and forth between mouse and halfling just at will. Like it's not technically wild shape. Like you, those are your oh. two forms. So if, um, if you, as as a DM, are happy with that, if you as a the creator of the character are happy with that, because he does spend uh, most of his time as a mouse. Mm, it does make sense. Cool. Yep. Um, I've got another yeah, character no. who I've used one time in a game um, as sort of a support for a, a single player, and they were um, a bear who was actually a half giant who spends almost uh-huh. almost all of their time as a bear. They basically are a bear who sometimes is a half giant. I love nice. that. Yeah. No. No. If you are happy with that, and I am happy with that. Okay. Let's let's do that. Mouse is a free change for you. Brilliant. Oh, yeah, so oh, I, I can't wait for you guys to actually fully realize what hot beans and cool beans are. It is cool. <laughs> Arcus, as a decision, because I'm sort of uh, uh, sort of saying that Rain is your sub-character, uh, do you think that Rain, while being in Banfor City, would have gained sentience and the ability to talk or no? I think Rain is sentient, but I do think that she's mute. Okay, that's yep, great, cool. Yeah, she knows what's going on. She just ain't going to talk about it. Yeah, I mean, no, that, she might, fine. she might yeah. sign later on. Nice, but, I um, like that. Yeah, I, I like. 
I think it would be cool if if you're interested some time at some point, Brad. It would be cool to play her as a character. I think. Yeah, Fuck like yes. so. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. So that's what I was going to talk Wait, about. Wait, can I bring Simon um, back? Jeff and Simon sure. are in Stonewall. We established this. Jeff probably know, lives in Dantle City. <laughs> yeah. probably well, I was thinking I could leave Rain as our like delegate after this whole thing, and then we could have a little Rain's in Stonewall learning how to be a mouse yeah, around. Because... That was just an idea. But yeah. <laughs> We've already established Simon is like busy setting up another like group of like pi- pigeons somewhere else. Yeah, pigeons yeah. are doing a similar thing to mice in yeah. um, Cause, the capital of Tyrannus. Yeah, but there's no reason um, he wouldn't visit Jeff in Stardmore. You know, he can't fly after all. This is wild. Or, or, um, yeah, or they can just get a, you know, here to fly over. Um, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Is that I've sort oh, of designed Banfor City. Yeah, I've sort of designed Banfor City to be a mouse or Kyori playground um and so i was thinking i was going to suggest that myself if you wanted to run some um you know Kyori campaigns within banfor city or using banfor city as a um you know starting point you know somewhere there is a pub in banfor city where a whole bunch of adventurers are getting together um because there are mouse subclasses yes um yeah and also brad as because you're the DM and you have sort of final word on this. Do you think that the mice of Banfor City would have discovered magic? Or are they purely non-magical as a race? I, yeah, I think they would know of magic. Um, and think- they, they wouldn't have they wouldn't have sorcerers because they wouldn't have like magic in their blood or anything. Mm. Uh, I, I say that now that they've gained sentience, there is the potential for mouse wizards if they spend time learning. Because um, that's kind of why I had the university there. Was that potentially, if you were cool with it, um, that there might be some of them studying biggling magic yeah. and then- trying to convert it into a mouse-based. Yep, wizards. They could. They could certainly learn magic now that they're sentient clerics they could certainly start getting um uh divine magic get granted to them by their gods or by their gods or mali <laughs> which which are canonically the gods of Banfor city so if there are any clerics it would be a cleric of mali a cleric of arcus <laughs> I, I dig it i dig it and every time they cast a spell the real Mali Arcus and Panfall get slightly weaker wherever they are. <laughs> With slight, some of their power getting fil- filtered out. Um, and yeah, and, uh, and actually, I suppose bards. There could be mouse bards as well because they just draw their magic from music and art. So mm-hmm. as long as they're sentient and they're creating these things, then I, I don't see why not. They're, they're, they cool. can absolutely be magic. They just can't be sorcerers because they just don't have like mouse magical bloodlines. Um, mm-hmm. And. There could be warlocks, I guess, if mice make packs with demons. <laughs> there are tiny demons. Yeah. Well, yeah, cool. Um, in which case, then I, I will... What I'm planning on doing is writing up all the notes I have on Banfor City, and I'll send them over to you, and you could run, like, little Kyori campaigns if you wanted to. You As a free gift. Little, you could. Little Kyori oh, campaigns. If, if, you, if you don't mind, yeah, I'd love to run some sort of Kyori dnd campaigns we could even do it at d12 go just a lot less e- a lot easier um a lot less mechanical yeah. you, you you just gotta talk to us before you decide where npcs are because brad and i might be using them 
Oh, no, no, yeah. Like, I have a whole, like, literally, I have a page of um, NPCs that live yeah. in Banfors that I've created myself. Yeah. No, no, fair. Because so, um, yep. occasionally I have to email Brad and be like, hey, what are you doing with this NPC? Because I kind of want them for a one shot. Where are they in this timeline? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, where do I need to set this one shot so that it doesn't fuck with anything you're doing? <laughs> like, um, it gets complicated. Okay. So, a timeline just- is very complicated. Just to give you something to end the the, the game story for tonight with, um, so uh, Hot Beans, you've got these two dire wolves, um, Stinky and Blinky, that you've summoned. They're you know poised and ready to fight. Um, Arcus, rain in your front cloudy pocket is all armored and with her, armed with her rapier. She's ready for a fight. Um, people are stampeding all around you and um, and, and Marley you're, you're prepared and dedicated and you know that you, you need to also be keeping an eye out for whatever this rider situation is and so yeah. you all head in the opposite direction to the stampeding crowd and you have to battle through people's shoulders and knock people out the way and Hot Beans you're a halfling so you're, you and your wolves are sort of to get through you have to part the, um, the sea of, of um of charging stampeding people and then you come upon the city square where the uh, steaming iron and wood wreckage of the flywag still sits from the day before and standing on top of it one like one leg on top of it one giant claw crushing what little remains of the flywag is this gigantic white dragon it's huge it's easily the size of the castle of, of yeah the royal keep and Mar- oh, actually, ro- all three of you roll a perception check Ooh, okay. as the last roll of the day. Fourteen. Fifteen. Uh, Twelve. Okay, so just Arcus, you happen to notice that. So all all of you are taking in this. Oh my God! There's the flywag. It's getting crushed under a single claw from this huge creature. But Arcus, you happen to notice, ducking into like the rubble of a recently destroyed building, just you just catch for just a half a second a white cloaked figure sort of leaving the, this area and ducking away into the rubble. Mm. And then when we begin, we will roll initiative. Okay. Okay. Cool. And that's the end, end of the episode. Apple Squad Air. We're so bad at that. Like, <laughs> not no, I mean, it's nice when we do the live shows and it's all at the same time. I feel like we slow it down. It should be like, and eh, that's yeah. the that's end, the end, end, end of, of the episode. episode. Like, why yeah, do we go, just... eh, that's the end Because no one else joins in because there's the delay. Of the flounder. <laughs> <laughs> it just is way too long. I think we should make it longer. I think next yes. next episode is thirty minutes of just that's the end of the episode. I'm scared of him and I'm gonna die because he nearly killed me last time. Frosty the dragon. Yeah, the difference was <laughs> you weren't fully rested last time. You'd been through um, that's quite an ordeal just to get there, and uh, yeah, Frosty was at full strength. Now Frosty is injured. But uh, still a very formidable foe. So next time we meet, bring your best. Bring your good dice.
I can't wait for nice. Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons. Dragons. Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, thanks everybody. That was a very interesting session. Thank you, Waffles, for being DM for about eighty percent of it. Yeah. Uh, it is a pleasure. Thank you for letting me go hog wild uh, or hog yeah, wild. And, and, hog wild. You mean? You. Oh, yeah, and fu- fuck you for ambushing me with Foxworthy, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I just love hearing his voice. You're a I love that he had the Mickey Mouse voice and he was the only character that wasn't a mouse. Like, I was yeah. like, oh my God, is it Foxworthy? <laughs> I mean, who else would it be? Of course I'm going to cast speak with animals. Why would I not? Yeah. Who doesn't want well, to like- hear that voice? Like Foxworthy has uh, told Hot Bands all about you, and oh boy, he's he's, he's a great storyteller. He's just ah, oh, they'll sit around the campfire, and they'll they'll swap war stories, and and the hog will go on and on and on about his adventures with Tressel Spoon and 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 you know Marley and and all the rest of them, and he ah, oh, it's it's great. He is a is is a is a very gentle soul, um, great with poetry. He he's 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 a poet. You should that's, get him to read some poetry. So that's why it's, Foxworthy and I connect because you know he's good with poetry. I'm good with poetry. He has the poet's soul. Um, yeah. Oh, last thing: as you all gather in front of the dragon, um, you, um, uh, hot beans, you feel a very cold hand on your shoulder. <laughs> Yes, get him, Ziglamel. Oh, he, okay, I've been preparing for this. He quickly grasps <laughs> the hand and he, t- he takes it and he looks her straight in the eyes and, and he shakes the hands and says, my God, it is an honor. It, ah, oh, I've been, been waiting for this day. I've heard so much about you. I, I must say, I am a fan. I'm a fan of your work. And, and he gives her the biggest sort of handshake that he can and he he smiles proudly as chaos reigns through his body yeah your body (laughs) gets over overtaken with just a powerful chill and she says you won't be a fan of me for much longer and then disappears and you won't be a fan of me for much longer i'm trying to like nail that accent it's so good he looks down his hands and and he he sort of kisses it and he sort of sort of slowly sort of puts it in oh, his he, he revels. He, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he puts the Ziggler mouse pen in his pants. No, I his imagine own. there would be some seriously <laughs> cold shit on those balls. <laughs> uh-huh. Blue balls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's blue balls in a whole new way. It's like oh, there's a reason they call them, There's a reason they call them cold beans. Uh <laughs> He's hot beans. Oh, God. He's <laughs> not called cold beans because of that. That's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> no. I honestly... Oh. oh, yes. Anyway. I've, I've been waiting all week to play this character, and I'm so very happy. Mm. Okay, and that's cool. the end of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's the, the end, end of the episode. episode. Hey, look, that was shorter. We're, we're getting there. We're getting closer. <laughs> Okay, okay, bye. Bye, bye. everybody. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>
cool beans, hot beans, too many bloody beans. So, okay, let me get this straight. There's a halfling druid named Hot Beans who spends half his time as a mouse named Cool Beans spying on the rest of the mice on behalf of Queen Shan and the Biglings. Oh, and there's also a gigantic white dragon about to kill everyone, so that's fun. Uh, and who, who was riding Frosty? Where have they got to and what could they want? I think the next episode is gonna be the Squadith's greatest challenge yet. So make sure you check that out when it's available. Everybody knows by now the Fate of Ison could not be made without the love and help from our amazing supporters on Patreon. They are Alex Wild Robinson, person who wants to stay anonymous, Robert Baldino from Not Quite Heroes Podcast, Irene Cucci, Laura Christine Goodwin and James Blyces from Willow Woe Podcast, Sajah Hodgkins, Laura Douglas, Mel Ziegler, Roger Afamata, Sam Merkin from Table Tales, Crimson Forest, Line Flake, Clay, That was my worst attempt yet. Kydron Faust, Lauren Flake, Kydeal, Rihanna Kapalsic, Kevin Swift from the Dice Cult, Ben Edwards, the Victorian Gavin Porter, Daniel Nookers from the Happy Go Lucky Podcast, KP Squished, Alexandra Lickkites, Andrew Evans, Danny Holman from the Garada Podcast, Kevin Carver, Dakota Shemansky, Damian Libreton, Andrew M, and Alexander Waffles Williams. Brad, you're better than this. If anybody else wants to add their name to that list and make my life harder than it already is, make sure you check out our reward tiers over at patreon.com slash fateofison, or just drop us a review somewhere. That's really super duper helpful. Please do that. When reviews come in, they make us feel really good about the show that we're making, and it also makes us look better to others who are thinking about checking us out. They see sweet reviews and they go, you know what? I'ma get some ison in my ears. So uh, please do that. And for those who've, those of you who already have, thanks. Alrighty, uh, that's it from me for this week. So we'll see you again uh, next time in Chapter 6, Episode 10. Bye-bye. Hey, Dan. Hey, Jared. Do you like podcasts? I love podcasts. Why do you ask? Do you like podcasts with two guys who talk about films? I do. Yeah, because I feel like not a lot of podcasts do that. I don't think so either. It's like a new, cool thing. So I heard this podcast called The Indie Film Review, where these two guys talk about independent films. Wow. Pretty. I love independent films. And they they talk about low-budget, no-budget films. They'll literally review anything because they're desperate for attention. What are the hosts like? One's really sexy and talented, and the other one's just kind of there. The Indie Film Review. Necropoticon. Hard to pronounce? Easy to listen.